I rented a C-Class to go up to Innis the other week. Yeah, you did. Jeez. Which was really fun. Hell yeah. Felt good. I bet it did. Felt wealthy. You know what else makes me feel wealthy? What? A premium leather golf glove. Fresh Cabretta. I got a new one right here. Look at you this. You got the pack? The pack touchdown. Ooh. Yes. <laughs> mm. What does it smell like? It smells like a hug. Mm. That sound right there, baby. That's that oh. that fresh, brand new Red Rooster glove about to go on the back of your hand. So if that don't make you want to buy a Red Rooster glove, then turn this podcast off right now and don't come back, sir or madam or you person. Go to redroostergolf.com. Kaka doodle do. cold for us but it's like 60 60 degrees fahrenheit mm-hmm. where are you guys we're all over brad's in la actually i'm in new york oh nice yeah okay so you're probably freezing freezing <laughs> yeah yeah i'm i'm stuck indoors anytime it hits 60 anything here it's like give me layers now yeah mm. where's my scarf and beanie yeah but <laughs> wow. you know we we could play golf in scarf and beanie and still be comfortable. So I'm I'm very appreciative. Yeah. I'm very grateful. People tend to shy away from cold golf. I actually kind of enjoy it. It's like there's something survivalist about it too. It's like uh it's it, you have to fend for <laughs> where yourself. Your bones hurt. <laughs> yeah, where your bones hurt. It, I mean, you get really good feedback if you hit a shot thing thin. You feel it. You know yeah. that you hit it thin. Literally, yeah. <laughs> there's yeah. no mistake. Bradford brought up core memories. I'm always curious to know this about people who play the game as frequently as you do as a professional. Do you have any good golf core memories? When you when you look back at maybe early years learning the game, is there an image that sticks out for you? There's two. There's the driving range where I grew up. It faces like the San Gabriel Mountains where I grew up. And that view like never gets old. Mm-hmm. It's uh, there's picture. Uh, I'm like, I'll put, I'll post a picture soon, but like the, the amount of peace and calmness that I get from that view as a child. Well, I didn't appreciate it as a child because <laughs> I was probably like, I want to go home. But now looking back at that same view that I grew up and it just kind of brings me that, like that pure, innocent, um, peace mm. that, um, that I had as a child and like why I love the game so much. And like the other core memory is just driving to the desert every weekend and I didn't have a tournament with my dad and we would spend like all afternoon and my mom would drop us off and she would go to the like Cabazon outlets. Bradford, you probably know what I'm talking about. The Cabazon outlets shop until we were done and then she'd come pick us up and then we'd drive home. So it was about Mm. like a good hour drive. Um, So yeah, those are probably like my core memories as a child you know learning the game and things like that Lizette do you believe in synchronicity <laughs> in synchronicity yeah. um I don't know if, I don't know if believe no, is I, no word, one's but, ever asked me that I don't know <laughs> because I'm I'm wearing pants that I bought 
at that outlet <laughs> currently. <laughs> no way. That's yeah. Funny. There's a Lululemon <laughs> outlet there, and I, I've got on some some joggers that I got from that outlet store. That's so funny. Well, now I do. There now you go. I do. <laughs> the, lily, the lily citrus. Yeah. Lily citrus. <laughs> That's funny. Those are great memories, though. Touching on the first one, if you're in a new place or maybe in an uncomfortable place on the golf course or anything, will you ever think back on that visualization of the mountains and and as a way to center yourself? Does that does that come up for you ever? Yeah, I th- uh, it has during different times in my career, kind of where I need to be in a, in a calm, comfortable mm. mindset, or just like if I'm going through something difficult or I'm just um, maybe anxious. I, on the golf course, I just said, you know, you spent so many hours at this range as a kid, like, you know, it's, it's going to be okay. Or actually like during the pandemic or that golf course was closed. Mm. I, my dad still like maintained it and I would sneak on to that range and I would just sit there like just taking in like the scenery, the, the fresh air, like no one around. And I would just sit there or like lay on the grass and just look at the palm trees, like swaying back and forth. I mean, that place is home to me. So I definitely go back to that place, either physically in person or in, you know, in my memories and stuff. That's incredible. Cause golf for you during the pandemic was not an option for a while. Right. No. Mm -mm. But even just being around it in its physical form gave you some comfort. Yeah. Just, um, being outside and being in that, I think at that time I needed to remember, remind myself why I loved playing Mm -hmm. golf so much or, or what has golf meant to me we could get so caught up in being identified as a golfer, but I think I just needed that reminder and that smell of grass and, and like the palm trees and everything like that. So yeah, I mean, right before the pandemic, I had moved to literally next to a golf course and I couldn't even go there. Mm. It was, um, it was pretty tough. Like I would drive by and, but I had access, I had a secret access to, um, that golf course where I grew up in Azusa and uh, yeah, I would just, just sit there for 30 minutes and then go back to real life, real life issues. Mm. As much as we can, I want to gatekeep that, uh, the name of that course and your, your secret access. Um, but <laughs> between you and I, I know the course and yeah. I think, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think, I think maybe there's, there's a way we can, uh, we can preserve part of that. You know, I think, I think, uh, mm-hmm. you know, that's, that's special. You need to hold on to something like that to ground you. Yeah. I too grew up near a golf course. And like you said, I, I found a way to sneak on and the range was, was, <laughs> you know, home for me, the 15th tee right off of that, uh, that beaten path <laughs> that, go, that goes, I can picture it, yeah. you know, like those are things you need to, to tap back into. And mm-hmm. as, as Connor alluded to, you know, golf wasn't an option for you during the pandemic. And yeah. you were one that openly talked a little bit about your the the, the struggles that you were going through, um, the issues that you mm-hmm. had being, you know, in solitude and not having access to golf. Yeah. Uh, to the extent you're comfortable talking about it, 
can you illustrate mm-hmm. what that time was like for you? Well, I'd like to start by saying that I, you know, I grew up in a in a culture where, you know, we didn't necessarily believe in anxiety and and depression mm-hmm. and feeling alone. It was like a sign of weakness, you know, my my parents have taught us, you know, to grind, grind, grind work mm-hmm. and kind of put your feelings kind of put your feelings aside and make sure, you know, the family's okay. So when I was going through those experiences, I was in denial for a long time. And it wasn't until my body was, was experiencing certain things, whether it was, you know, trembles or anger or anxiety, I didn't know how to express that. And so I became, it became a very dark place. I didn't know how to word it. And when I did, when I tried, um, it almost, it like backfired and it almost became like I was the problem, which then put me into a deeper hole. And I got to the point where I started questioning like my identity, who am I? Because I was solely, I was so focused on, you know, the, the golfer side you know, it's my career. I've done it for so long and I didn't have that anymore. And on top of, you know, going through like personal relationships and I didn't know who I was and I didn't like who I thought I was, uh, whether it was a daughter, whether it was a, a sister, I just, I didn't feel like I was doing enough. And, um, that, that hit really hard. It wasn't until I finally reached out to my coach and my agent and I said, I've been feeling this way. I don't know what to do. I thought it was, I started feeling like I deserve feeling this sadness, this anger. Uh, Is it karma? I started thinking like, maybe this is the beginning of the end of my career. I'm, I'm just, I'm not sure. It was their reassurance that I shouldn't focus my identity on being being a golfer. Mm. So from then, it was just constant communication from my team, from my coach, my agent, my trainer, my friends to express that vulnerability to them. It takes just that the simple question, are you OK? Mm-hmm. And it just all came out. <laughs> and, you know, slowly but surely, like, I think it got worse before it got better. <laughs> just kind of relaying all of my feelings. And I think the most important thing was like to know that my feelings were valid Mm. and that, that it's more common than I think. Mm. And I think that just gave me hope and uh, started working with a life coach and, um, you know, slowly but surely, you know, turn the page, turn the chapter, finally got back to on the golf course. But when I got back, on the golf course during the pandemic, like in July of 2020, those, those feelings that I was feeling transpired onto the golf course. And it was an emotional roller coaster because we were, we were forced to be isolated in our rooms, even on the road. I'm already like, my heart's already pumping, just remembering those experiences. But I mean, I, I wanted to play golf so bad, but it wasn't until I finally addressed the issues that were going on between my ears that I was able to play at peace mm. and play like I know how to play. There's so much in there. And 
appreciate you sharing all of that. You, you mentioned that at first you struggled to put what you were feeling to words, mm-hmm. which I don't think is uncommon. You're not born with a feeling to communication understanding process. You have to learn that. And mm-hmm. it's yeah. it becomes even more difficult to learn how to communicate what, what you're feeling inside when your upbringing has dictated that you should not or that those feelings don't exist in the first place. Mm-hmm. You have to unlearn before you can learn how to communicate what mm-hmm. you were, what you're feeling, what you're going through. Yeah. What was the process through which you were able to learn how to put what you were feeling into words and share what was going on for you? The way I thought to begin the process of understanding is to completely separate myself from the environment that I thought was creating all of this battle, this commotion. So I actually left LA and I moved to Texas for Mm. about six months. I thought to myself, okay, if I'm the problem, then I'd rather leave than, than ask the rest, whether it's family or friends, to leave me alone. Like I'd rather separate myself than cause them more problems. So, um, you know, I was fortunate to have some friends that lived there. And um, it wasn't until, well, I thought that was going to solve the problem. But later, those problems then traveled with me. Um, to Those mental battles then traveled with me. And, um, you know, I, I dropped everyone. I dropped my coach. I dropped my trainer. I was committed to start a new, new life in a new place. And hopefully, you know, those, those feelings that I have learned to brush under the rug would just go away. Mm. We all know that that's not really going to happen because, uh, I started feeling again, this level of uncertainty, this level of discomfort within myself. And, um, yeah, it wasn't until I became that vulnerable person. I identify with that a lot too. I I think my, personally, my tendency when facing discomfort has been to isolate. And Mm-hmm. I'm hearing that from you in, in your story about moving away and, and sort of dropping everybody mm-hmm. partially due to fear of not putting your problems on others, right? And I think mm-hmm. that's a really yeah. interesting and difficult problem to have internally because ultimately mm-hmm. it's 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 one that is bred out of kindness, I suppose, not wanting to cause problems for other people, but ultimately you're causing problems for yourself Mm -hmm. by avoiding those issues. Yeah. There's also like a learning curve with, you know, my family and and friends. There are different points where I felt I was making progress, but again, it got, it got worse before it got better. Mm. We learned as a family that one, that we're not okay. Mm. And that was a hard pill to swallow for my, for my parents. When I expressed it to my team, it was it was more of like the reaction I was looking for, that reassurance that that I'm not supposed to have it all together all the time, that it's okay to not be okay, and that regardless of 
the decisions that I made, regardless of the of the situation I was going through, that they're going to have my back no matter what, and that I need to start focusing on myself. And I've just been like, like taught to, you know, make sure my family's okay, make sure, you know, the team's doing well, and that it's okay to be selfish. And, you know, luckily, my friends were very supportive at the time. And it was during like the holiday season. So I was, you know, it was during off season and things like that. So with the help of the my life coach got my words together, helped me change the narrative in my in my mind. You know, I've solely I was solely negative and I I'm this and I'm that and I can't believe that can't believe this, can't believe that. And so she helped me change that narrative in my brain and I was now able to communicate that with the people I care the most and started doing the work um, of creating healthy boundaries within boundaries within myself, boundaries of how much I am willing to give to others, whether it's emotionally, spiritually, and how to just be a uh, energy balanced person. Mm-hmm. Um, I, that's what I, that's what I learned um, about energy and how, it, you know, others can feed off of it, all that and all the dynamics, but yeah. having my coach and my, my team understand me on a more personal level, I think it just made us closer and kind of gave them a little more insight as to like who I am other than a golfer. And, you know, the fact that they stuck by me and were willing to help, I'm just so grateful and it just speaks volumes. And then we made a transition and I called an old caddy to be on the bag again. I told him a few things that I was going through and he goes, he goes, Lil, I got you. And, um, you know, we're going to go to work and, you know, the first couple of months were a little shaky, but as soon as, as soon as my confidence started rising and I started feeling like myself again, um, you know, you can kind of see, you can kind of see my, my golf game kind of change throughout 2021. And it's been a lot, (laughs) a lot of tissue, a lot of tears, a lot of phone calls. Man, you realize you had you still had that dog in you. Yeah. <laughs> 21, just, 21 was a good year. 21 was you. a very good year. And, you know, I got the team, the old team back together. And I had those boundaries are set yeah. up and and I yeah. was committed. It was, again, a Solheim Cup mm-hmm. year. I, I first said, if I don't make this team, I'm done. Because wow. I, I basically based my career on wearing the red, white, and blue. Mm-hmm. And that's how I identified myself as a golfer as well. And I thought it would have broken me to not make that team. But as soon as I, you know, talked it out with my, with my team, my coach, and he goes, they told me, Lizette, you're more than just a Solheim cup team player. You're more than, you're more than all these labels you've put on yourself. Let's just go back to why you love it. Let's go back to loving the grind. It's not going to be easy, but we got you the checking in the constant checking in on me. Um, cause I don't see my coach every day, but, um, he, uh, he was on, he was on call 24 seven for a few, for a few months. Man. Um, he still is while I'm on the road, but, um, you know, my, my trainer, you know, it broke, uh, there is no, like, 
There's not a place where I didn't cry, <laughs> whether it's on the range, whether it was in the gym, whether it's on the massage table, in the parking lot of the golf course. Um, but I just, that was, that's my way of processing everything mm-hmm. is through just having those emotions run through your body and letting it out instead of fighting it. Um, so yeah, I've been, been a big crier for a while, <laughs> but that's, I, I had to learn that. Um, I had to learn that my way and, you know, I cry if I'm happy and cry if I'm sad, but it's, it is what it is. <laughs> Man, one of my favorite, um, like rap lyrics period. It's from very problematic rapper at, uh, I should preface, but <laughs> he says, uh, my brain sends water to my tear ducts to heal me. So, oh wow! However, however you apply that, whether you're happy, whether you're sad, whether you're depressed, yeah. whether you're anxious, it's your body telling you, "I need this right now." Feel this, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Feel it, ride, yeah, ride it out. Yeah. yeah. Isn't it amazing yeah. how, how, like, you know, when we're younger, we we associate crying with like sadness or Sad. anger, pain, yeah, right. yeah, <laughs> yeah, pain, mm-hmm. like. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like something is wrong. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but it becomes like a place of solace for me now. You say solace? Mm. What? <laughs> I did. <laughs> <laughs> we did it. We did it. We did it. <laughs> Lizette has a place of solace. <laughs> I was like, wait, what? It sounds familiar. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> but we, I think we, we, to a, a certain level, I think we have to experience feeling like the sky is falling mm. to, to rewire what those, those mm-hmm. emotions, you know, register as to us. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm really happy to know that you had a team around you because mm. a lot of people don't. Yeah. And you're, I- you're not. The, the folks that are in your corner that are on your team, you're not a burden to them, you know, and, th- and this is for everyone listening. You're mm-hmm. not a burden to your friends and yeah. family. And I, I can identify with wanting to isolate when I feel anxious, when I feel depressed. Um, mm-hmm. But I had to, I had to like go through all that and, and, you know, listen to those negative thoughts before reaching out. And yeah. it, it takes a, a a group of special people to be there to to catch you. Yeah, and I fought it for a long time. Yeah, they would keep calling, I'd ignore. Yeah, Lizette answer the phone. Danielle Kang harassed me for like a full day because <laughs> I just did not want to talk to anyone. She's like, "You better answer your phone." So that's um, a real one, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she is a real one. Yeah. If they if they keep calling, props. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, when I started therapy, I was so like, I didn't want my family to know I would have my therapy sessions in my closet. I just, I, I couldn't, um, I don't know. It was a sense of shame or I just didn't want them to, to know what was really going on. I mean, like they had their issues and I felt like Mine were like first world problems. Mm. Um, like, oh, this poor athlete, like our poor little sister, like can't work. Oh, mm. you know, isn't it funny? <laughs> like that, but how as brown people, we're taught to to feel that way. <laughs> like we feel shame yeah. over our emotions. Yeah, yeah. Or we unlearning uh, yeah. that though. Well, especially we if you look it, at 
mm-hmm. comment sections uh, on on Instagram posts about athletes coming forward about their their own struggles with mental health that gets reinforced mm-hmm. and you have to remember yeah, that river. yeah exactly like but you have to unlearn that Crazy. and you have to you have to push back and and um come to terms with the fact that you need healing the way that you need healing and and that's good mm-hmm. that that is valid and yeah. good mm-hmm. i'm glad you brought up daniel king i was gonna ask you now that you are able to travel and and participate with other people on tour um who are some people that you look forward to seeing every week you know it being an, an individual sport but yet a traveling circus. I'm always interested in. <laughs> yeah, it is a traveling circus. In in where where you find community within that individuality. 2021 was obviously like a, a huge transitioning period. Made some new friends uh, on the road, and these people I'm talking about, you know, Jennifer Cupcho and and uh, you know Mina Hair guy, my my teammates mm-hmm. and kind of now started to create circle of players that I can trust. Mm-hmm. I think uh, for me, that's really important uh, to know that I can trust you and, and that, you know, we can kind of be vulnerable to each other, support each other, but yet be competitive um, with one another. So here's my circle, my circle, and they're kind of all over the place. DK, obviously, my ride or die since the beginning. Angel Yin, who's also a little life of the party. Her and I can kind of go into these like really deep conversations about our feelings and and things like that. And we have Mina Hara guy who also we go way back. We got Jennifer Cupcho. We have my old teammate Jennifer Song from SC. I could be a social butterfly, but I could like I also need my space. Mm. And we don't ever like share or travel to, or we do travel together, but we don't ever stay together because I think that's our way of creating healthy boundaries. Mm, yeah. Um, that doesn't mean I'll go to your room. I won't go to your room and just hang out, but um, there needs to be that separation. Um, I think as o- the older we get, you're right, Connor, it is a traveling circus, <laughs> which is why I, I need that safe, lonely place whenever I need it. I've created a system, not even a system, but a routine that I could be social with someone or I could, you know, everyone kind of has their role in my, in my mind. You know, this is the person I, I hang or I hang this day or that day. Um, I don't think we've ever hung out as a group (laughs) because we're so different, (laughs) but yeah, it's, it's really nice to have competitors that you respect and also understand that, you know, they also have their battles that they're going yeah. through and that you could be, you could be that support system for them. You know, whether you miss a cut or, you know, you get a text, Hey friend, are you okay? Mm-hmm. And you understand what they're going through and just, you know, yeah, golf sucks this week. And you're like, <laughs> yeah, but you got it. You like, you have the game just, you know, um, you know, just keep pushing. So, I, I like yeah. that. Like the, the image of you having your, your roles for your friends. You're, you got your, you got your role <laughs> players. Like I see the the power Rangers figures behind you. It's like, you got to have your, your power Rangers behind you 
with you and you know you're each you're each you each have a specialty you each have a something different that you bring to the table even if it's not all together at the same time for you they fit into your life in in different ways i think that's really beautiful don't talk about power rangers because i'll probably start crying again (laughs) i wasn't i wasn't gonna bring it up if you weren't uh if you weren't comfortable talking about it that's my bad but we can we can no i'm just kidding kidding. (laughs) man <laughs> but yeah, you're right. That was a good analogy. I like that. <laughs> Another thing I'm always interested in, and we've spoken to a few professional golfers about this, is uh when was the last time you played for fun? <laughs> oh, that's a good one. <laughs> I love that your response was a laugh. <laughs> 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 oh my god. So uh, it's funny. Um I talked to to D to D about this. She goes, because we we also talk about that, like oh, like or people ask us pro am member or pro am partners. They mm-hmm. ask us like, like, do you play for fun? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, <Nope>. no. <laughs> I, like, like, um, you know, there's periods where it does feel like a job, you know, yeah. especially, um, with the outings that we have to do or, um you know, these functions that we have to do. Um, so when for myself to, in order to be balanced, um, I've realized that I have to step away from, from golf when I am home and kind of recharge and, and, um, but to answer your question, the last time I played for fun, gosh, I would say like maybe three months ago, like, oh, that's not so bad. I thought that was, I thought you were about to be like three years ago. <laughs> I thought she was about to say, uh, 13. Yeah. I was, <laughs> I was going into the third grade and <laughs> right. <laughs> mm, I know. But before that, I don't even remember playing for fun, man. It was a, was it my first all American? <laughs> yeah. I can't remember. <sighs> it's such a good point that you bring up though. When you, when you mix passion with profession, sometimes passion has to take a back seat. There are some people who are like, I, I do what I want for work and I've never worked a day in my life. You know, it's like, no, like mm-hmm. even if you do what you yeah. love, there's still right. days where it's work. It is work yeah. to get up and do it. I don't want to speak for Brad and Drew, yeah. but for me, it's like, I love making things and I'm proud that my profession is to make things, but mm-hmm. it's work. It's hard work. Yeah. It's hard. Yeah, and it's emotionally challenging, and it some days you don't want to do it. Yeah, but my advice, if if I could give any, is like you also have to honor the the passion that brought you there in the first place, too. Yeah, so like I've expressed it to my coach a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, um, whenever it starts to feel like a job, it's a problem for me mm-hmm. because I'm I feel like I'm now either guilt tripped or or forced to do something that I grew up loving. Um, and so I have to force also force myself to stay, to take a step back from golf and, and go back to, you know, he would much rather me go see my trainer and get my body right. And my mind right before I step foot on the golf Mm -hmm. course, before I go onto that range and go to work. Um, even though it doesn't feel like work, but you know, at the end of the day it is. Um, so within the last two, three years, we've kind of developed a system and, you know, 
He's like, where, where are we at today? I'm like, oh, let's, let's go all, let's hit all the clubs today. Or let's, you want to go play? You want to do this? And so he, um, he works with how I'm feeling. And, um, and uh, we're actually talking about playing for fun next week. Cause I'm like, I'm already bored. <laughs> let's, it's, it's off season already. And I'm bored. And plus I've been playing fairly decent. So I'm like, I don't want to let this go right yeah, now. So yeah. gotta harness we, that. we gotta, yeah. Yeah, let's let's make it fun and you know, let's play and he's uh he's a person I trust and love hanging out with. So, yeah. We might do that. Living in New York City has taught me one thing. Mobility is everything. I need to be flexible. I need to be stretchy. I'm already a quite a a bendy guy. Like I'll, I'll I'll bust out some some high kicks, some downward dogs, some crow poses. No matter where I am, doesn't matter if I'm on the street waiting for the subway, at Central Park, in my apartment. I need to be ready to move at a moment's notice. And with Roan, I know I had that locked down. The clothes are comfortable. The commuter shirt is breathable. It's flexible. It's got that four way stretch. I feel buoyant. I feel light on my feet. The commuter collection from Roan can get you through any workday and straight into whatever comes next. So if you head to roan.com slash GGT and use promo code GGT, you will save 20% off your entire order. That's 20% off your entire order when you head to Roan. That's R-H-O-N-E dot com slash GGT and use code GGT. What's that going to look like for you? What's like if if you are to draw up a an ideal golf for fun experience? What would the vibe be like? Definitely playing some music on the speaker. Uh, we'll probably have some adult beverages. Mm-hmm. We'll see how that goes. <laughs> Not excessively, but late afternoon, mm. nine holes. Mm. I don't think I could do eighteen right now. But um, yeah, if I may, um, we keep adding to the list of group golf therapies glossary of terms <laughs> and one of our favorites is uh-huh. around like you just described but we call it the hit and giggle mm-hmm. the hit and giggle yeah it's uh nice. an opportunity and we we got we got the opportunity to spend time together uh last week that was and last week what? i know <laughs> it was like that was <laughs> 10 years ago it feels like it was yeah <laughs> Um, <laughs> but, uh, the hit and giggle is, is just that it's like music is playing beverages are, are being poured. You're trying different mm-hmm. shots. You're hitting some of your favorite clubs. We're not you're keeping, we're not keeping attempting. score. Yeah. We're yeah. not keeping score. We're, oh, I hate keeping score. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. That's wild. You do that my- for work. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. This, yeah. I, if I have a four footer, I'm going to pick it up. So yeah. Not- we're, we're, we're attempting shots. We have no this business is- attempting. And yeah. having a blast doing it. But then yeah. when we sit in this chair and we have the opportunity to, to deep dive with someone we care about, mm-hmm. we're, we show up, mm-hmm. you know, 100% yeah. because we got, that, we got that childlike energy out. Mm-hmm. And, that, and, and it's a yeah. must in, in what all of us do, the four of us, what all of us do. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So, I, but I also love that you've capped it at nine holes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, nine them out. We're, we're huge fans of the six, the nine, the 12. For sure. 
anything like, but 18, frankly. I'll tag, along, <laughs> I'll tag along for the back nine with, with more drinks. But there you go. I'll play yes, DJ. There you go. I'll yes. play DJ. But um, I, I'm tapping out at nine. I'm out. <laughs> That's great. Just shot, shot a cool 29. I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, I'm, I, I think I'll, yeah. I'll wrap this one up. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> we we've never asked this question before, uh, but I'm very curious to hear your answer. Was that what is okay. your golf toxic trait? Can I give you an example? What does that even mean? <laughs> and, yeah, yeah, give me an example, Connor. You ha- you have some good ones this morning. I okay. sent some examples over. Yeah, what do you have it up, Bradford? Yeah, uh, I only have fun if I'm playing my music, or after every hole, I calculate what I need to do to break eighty. Um, he, he also added an, another one that, and this is my favorite. I only say good shot to my playing partners if my shot was better. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Um, that last one was funny. Yeah, that's a really um, good one. I'm gonna have to come back to that one. We'll circle okay. back. We'll circle it's, back. It's a tough one. It's a tough one. Circle back to that one. <laughs> it is a tough one. I, I it's still also very exposing. Con- Connor, Connor <laughs> asked this question to our group chat at like 10 a.m. this morning. I still don't have an answer. So don't, yeah, don't sweat it. <laughs> yeah. What did you guys say? Is it or is this your guys' answers? Those are his examples. Some examples. Those were my examples. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I still, okay. I still my don't have actual one. answer. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I feel like my actual answer is like. I step up to every single putt thinking I'm going to make it. <laughs> yeah. Not not thinking not thinking I can make it. Okay. I I literally think I'm going to make every single putt that I step up to. And and we we talked about this last week too. I think the same thing on par 3s. You think I'm you're like, going to make it. Oh, this an is ace? a 1. Yeah, this is a this 1. This is a 1. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Like what? It's only 170. This uh, this is a one. This dog. is going in the hole. Yeah, this is yeah. going in the hole. It's a flip. Wedge. Like, stop playing. I with got me. this. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, you're giving me D, D. Kang vibes right now. That's totally what she said. Like, she actually has the ability to do. All it, right, though. now this this um, like the fourth time you brought her up. You you got to get her. You got to get her on the couch. We got to. I know. <laughs> yeah, circle back to that. It's a really good question. I like. Like when it. you're ordering food at the restaurant. No, I'm last. Okay, just come back to me later. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, a, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, I, I honestly I can relate. I panic order whenever I'm ordering at the restaurant. I'm like, come to me last, yeah. and I'm not gonna be ready even then. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm just gonna say something that is on. I'm gonna say the first thing I see on the menu. Oops. Speaking of which, yeah, we're in our meat and potatoes yeah. section now. Um, yeah. Another another glossary of terms. Uh, term Lizette this is the these are the questions that we ask all of our guests that join us on the couch what are some of your favorite golf smells oh golf smells um I really like the smell but um I don't really get to experience it often is um like that morning dew of like wet grass Mm -hmm. um but I'm not a morning person so I don't I don't get to smell it unless I'm forced to right like on during like a morning round. Plus, you're you're teeing um, off in the afternoon most weekends, anyways. So you don't you're yeah. uh, you're <laughs> yeah. <good point. laughs> um. So my caddy and I have this deal where if I have a chip in or a hole out, um, he buys me a shot of tequila. Mm. So the smell of tequila is probably a, a favorite smell because yes. that means I'm either chipping in. I love that. Um, I love it. Yeah. The celebratory tequila shot. Yeah. 
It's definitely not like a, not a Florida smell. I can't, I can't, I don't <laughs> like, I don't like the beach. I don't like that sea, like ocean that, smell. That trapped humidity. You grew up in the valley. Florida. <laughs> I grew up up here. Like I need, I need some smog, you know? <laughs> like, <laughs> um, if you could bottle up what the 405 smells like that's uh <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> how about the 210 it's, the two, it's on my right side that's exactly because i'm saying gabriel yep <laughs> whatever whatever yeah. no muffler smells like <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean there's there's times where like people are like um having like parties like or a barbecue like right outside the golf course and it's like mm. that barbecue mm-hmm. like Hamburger yep. smell, bacon wrap hot dog. I could totally smell that. Was that was Lydia Ko's answer. To be fair, like, yeah, as well. Really, yeah. food. Yeah, she's See? she was like food motivated. Food. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um. Oh, well, I'm tequila motivated. Tequila motivated. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> the episode title. Yeah, I love it. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. Lizette's yeah. house is so tequila. Morning motivated. dew and tequila shots. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I love it. Um. So, so you described your your ideal fun round of golf with some beverages, maybe tequila. You never know. You know, you might might have some chip ins during the hit and giggle. It's possible. Mm-hmm. Um, but you're also playing music, and yeah. I'm curious. Uh, let's say, let's say <clears> you. Uh, I don't want to say the name. I'm. I'm I want to gatekeep the name of this club because I know where it is. I know the name, and I know it's near you, so I won't say it. Let's pick another. Um, let's. Uh, where where was Dow Lakes last year? The Dow. Yeah, where was that? Was uh, that, it's was in that Michigan. Michigan? Okay. Oh. Midland, Michigan. Okay. Let's say you return there. Your <laughs> reigning champ. <laughs> okay. <laughs> this is an audio medium. Pull she, up, uh, she grimaced. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I actually do like Michigan golf, so okay, it could work. Okay, okay. all right. Let's say you return, you're and they're hosting. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm mixing my my questions again, guys. <laughs> I saw where you were going. I saw you were going. Where are you going? And then I saw. I, I was going to do both. Left turn. There was a I fork did. in the road, and you went straight. There you, was, you and both. I went straight. What kind of music would I be playing? Okay, uh, <laughs> what what music do you want playing out of the speakers as you hit your first tee shot? So me coming back as no, we're going to disregard that. Oh, yeah, oh. we'll come back just to that. A, just a just a in general. Yes, yeah. let's say yeah. there are speakers set up at the first tee of any given tournament on your tour schedule. Was that Salas on the tee? Yeah. Oh gosh, I mean, I could go so many different ways, but I will probably go like Rage Against the Machine or something. Okay, love it. That I, I could do like '90s hip hop. Yeah. I could go. I could go alternative. I you won't hear country coming from me. I'm sorry. Yeah. You could I could oh, also throw in some sir. like some bad bunny in there. Okay. Some like Mexican band. I mean you I'm like all over the place. You could throw in like the Power Ranger Oof. theme song. I don't care. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> I love that. That, that might need to go on here yeah. for that, real. That would be pretty Power Okay, so we Yeah. We have a running playlist of our guests answers okay. of this so i'm going to share this playlist with you and okay just just uh, how you described your playlist was all over the place i have to give you credit you you mentioned rage and uh bad bunny in the same sentence and, and power so it, 
Power Rangers. So I'm gonna I'm gonna put the Power Rangers theme song on this playlist. I'm gonna share it with you, and um, maybe at your at your hit and giggle, you can you can pull that up. Fire it up. (laughs) I love it. I hope Brad land the plane on his original question. Um, (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) See, as as, the Power Rangers song theme song played, and uh, you played um, you played great, and you won the tournament. And uh, you're invited back the following year for uh, the Champions Dinner in your honor. What is on your mm-hmm. Champions Dinner mm-hmm. menu? Ooh, let's go. Um, it'd probably be very, like, not your typical Mexican menu. Um, I think, I know dessert would probably be pumpkin pie. Oh. <laughs> Even though, like... I pumpkin. love pumpkin pie. You're in Thanksgiving mindset right now. Yeah. Well, that too, but I could have it any time of the <laughs> year. Well. Have you guys had like um, like street Mexican corn? Oh, elote. Yes. Elote. Elote. Love it. So that would love probably it. be like appetizers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's corn. In a, cu- in a cup, corn, though. Corn, oh, cup. Yeah. corn cup. Corn cup. Or like corn, love a corn cup. cup. Um, in some nice cups. Um, no, give me the styrofoam um, cups with my elote. The styrofoam yeah. with the plat with the plastic with the plastic lid and the, um, and the spoon, spoon the spork. Yes, yeah. the spoon. The yeah, spork. the spork. Also, like appetizers, it'd be like again this the street um, street tacos, mm. but they'd be. Um, have you guys ever had birria, which is oh. goat? Mm. And the look at your face. You, I mean, just just give me the just give me the sauce, and mm. I'll just drink that. Give me the jus. Yeah. Give me the jus. The, bury, yeah, the bury me. The jus. The, yeah. Oh yeah, you did yeah. it. Yes. Yeah. Give me a straw. It, yep. just, I think it's called con, consumer uh-huh. or something. Yeah. There are these, there are these birria wrong, trucks but. all over New York City right now, and it they they're lined up. Birria is hot right now. I love this answer. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um. Let's see my my main dish. Oh, geez, I don't even know. Well, it's it's your dinner. You you don't even need a main. You don't need a main if you don't want to. How about can we just make it like like buffet style with like all these different hors d'oeuvres? Like I want dumplings. I want like short Korean mm. short rib yes. um, station. Oh. I want sushi. Oh yes. Um, it's kind of like grab and go. You know <laughs> that sounds I mean? fantastic. Like I want people socializing. I don't want yeah, this just like. I don't want this formal dining. No, it's all sides. Um, I love it. And then, and then I want Grater's ice cream. I don't know, like, have you guys mm, had it? Grater's. It's in Ohio. Nope, so. Grater's ice cream. But that's the beauty of this menu. You can import food from anywhere. <laughs> yeah, they're gonna fly it in on there ice, on dry ice, <laughs> like an organ transplant. So, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> little container. Yes, helicopter it in. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Biohazard, yes. whatever. Yes. Up. The tape. <laughs> yeah, I think that would kind of be like my my menu. Yeah, it's a great menu. That. Just a little bit of everything. I love it. And then maybe some like bacon wrapped hot dogs, like LA style or well, something. Absolutely. Whoa. Those caramelized I don't onions. Think I've had yes. one of those bacon wrapped hot dog. That sounds intense. I'm here Come for through. it. Though. What? Yeah. Come through. No, I'll, Maybe yeah. I'll make that for dinner. Lizette, this podcast is graciously sponsored by the good people at Red Rooster. They make our favorite golf gloves in the game. Fresh Cabretta leather, Ooh. dynamic, great great colors. We have a segment that we call Get a Grip. We're going to give you a fully inter- uninterrupted minute 
to rant about anything in golf that is grinding your gears right now. I'll give you some time. You can think about it. Grinding my what is what's grinding my gears? Like what's, what's something? What's, what's something that's like bugging you in golf that you got to get off your chest? Well, there's two things: people that just have bad golf etiquette. Mm. You know, they're walking, they're walking around doing their routine as it's your turn to hit. Oh, dang! Um, yeah. Wow. Hmm. yeah, not being ready when it's your turn. Mm. Oh, yeah. So yeah. a lot of the times, a lot of the times, I'm first to hit because I'm not a long player. Mm. But you obviously have like two extra minutes to figure out what you're going to do. And when it's your turn, you're not ready. Like it's and then we're put on the clock. And then the group gets penalized. And the the group gets called out. And I'm like, what what am I like? It's clearly not me. So um, that's really annoying. Plastic tees. I hate plastic (laughs) tees. plastic tees why um, what are they what are they they're just i love this it just doesn't feel right yeah <laughs> it just yeah. doesn't feel right yeah. like you don't get that authentic feel like when it snaps mm. and i mean i'm i'm Talk sure it's you know lizette lizette needs her <laughs> tees hand whittled yes <laughs> yes yeah i don't know um i think that's those are pretty oh, much man. it. Great. Or get a grip. Oh, here's another one. Here's another one. I, I this is the last one. When people think it's okay to come up to your bag and start touching your clubs. Oh, yo, it's yes. like whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah, back off. That's so specific. Yeah, it is in my so personal good. space. Uh, like whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah. yeah. Or Excuse like, <laughs> let, let's. Can I see this? I'm like, mm. these are my tools. No. So you're yeah. touching my baby. Like. <laughs> Yeah. Right. Especially if, can I see your putter? I'm like, mm, not really. No. no. I'll hold it for you. But it's like, <laughs> have you washed yeah. your hands? I'm like, I'll show it to you. Yeah. <laughs> Literally like I a see baby. Where you have you washed your hands? hands? You should keep some yeah. some hand where some hand sanitizer hands? on your bag and say, Oh, yeah, I just do have little, yeah, Oh, I do have you some. Can, you can look at my clubs, but first you have to <laughs> cleanse yourself. Sanitize yeah. up. It's like, oh my God, what do you have in here? It's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa. whoa we have a system here. I have a system. What's the name of the people that um, come that come through on the driving range and and ask you what you're playing every week? The the Daryl survey is that right? <sighs> Daryl survey. Yeah, yeah. So do they do they like That's actually funny. touch and go through your clubs, or do they just ask you what you're playing? Well, they're either ask they'll they'll figure out a way to just kind of distract me or try to distract me and like kind of go Sleuths. through my bag. Mm. Sneaks, shysters. Yeah, but this was before like I I figured out where to be on the range and like try to be incognito. <laughs> like yeah, but it doesn't work some of the You're time. With the hood up but this is more this is mask right. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who I don't know who Daryl um, is, but he so can get like, out of my face. <laughs> right. <laughs> or they'll come up to me like if my caddy's not around and I'm like, dude, mm. like where does it say come up to me? Or like, where where does it? Let, <laughs> this is why I have headset, like a headset, dude. Like, yeah, this is my space. Yeah. Well, um, opportunity yeah. to uh, remedy that situation. Um, put the shrinks on the bag. We'll make sure we will serve as mental coach throughout the round. Connor is an excellent caddy. Very and strong. Drew and I will be security. I'll, I'll, I'll tackle someone. Right. I'm not afraid. Yeah. 
No, you can't see the putter. Ready? Uh, keep keep no, walking. Drew, Drew, will just, Drew will walk around with a putter of his own and just tap people's ankles with it. You know? Yeah. <laughs> Mind your business. Ankle check. Which which is the worst pain Ankle in golf? Ankle check. Ankle check. Is, oh yeah. God. That is so bad. It's <sighs> probably the worst feeling in golf when you get that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah you miss, ankle check. It's some of the worst. You miss the, 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 the heel and you just hit the your ankle. Yeah. Especially if you're coming off the green and you're mad that you just three right. putted or something. Oh, yeah. And, like, ah, and then you just like yeah. tap your ankle. And then you're hobbling like, off the golf. Yeah, it's like, yeah, it's terrible. Yeah. yeah. I wouldn't wish that on anyone. No. Salt in the wound. No. <clears throat> no. Man, wow. That was great. Get a oh, grip. Get a grip. That? that was phenomenal. Yes. Get a grip. Wow. Never done that before, so that was fun. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of firsts on this show today. Yeah. yeah, this is great. Yeah. What else we got? Um, any final meat and potatoes? Oh, yes. Can you recall a time on the golf course that you've laughed the absolute hardest? It would probably be when Angel Yin and I was 2017 after a Solheim Cup where we got these like USA, USA onesies. Um, so we decided to wear those at my home club, um, like in the middle of, of, um, kind of like the, uh, the busy time that everyone was there and we were just drinking and laughing. And that's probably like, we were playing a match against each other and it was probably one of the funniest moments I've had. Um, yeah, mine was like super big on me so i like roll it up and i couldn't even swing in it but it was probably one of the funniest a hit and giggle that's a hit and giggle yeah Yeah. that was it let's see there you go i did play 18 holes then all right no well i won the match so we didn't really play all the damn angel she got you like that (laughs) oh my bad (laughs) sorry not sorry (laughs) oh shit i love how hyped you are in the solheim I think that's a really wonderful thing. Mm. And I feel like that's a rare thing in golf is it's always so me, 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 me. And you're so like us, 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 us. Yeah. Which is, again, rare in an individual endeavor. I think that's really cool. Didn't think I was going to be like that. (laughs) Um, My first one was in 2013 where I just had no clue what I was doing. And, you know, I've I've learned through like different teams, like how I could be a a better teammate, a better partner, how I can help myself. Um, and, uh, you know, it's through all those like, um, personality tests that we've taken throughout the Mm -hmm. years that I've learned a lot about how I react to certain things and how I'm even harder on myself. Um, because I want to perform well for my partner. And Mm -hmm. it wasn't until I kind of, let that go and just focused and started being a little bit selfish and like working on me mm. and knowing that if I'm okay, my team, my teammates going to be okay. Yeah. That I don't want her to, ta- I don't want her to have to worry about me. Um, and that's kind of like, kind of just my mindset. I think of, I think of others, I think how I could help them. Um, but at the same time, like I have to go and do my business you know, whether it's preparation and, and stick to, stick to my game plan. And I, you know, hopefully like my partners will follow along and, um, you know, I've had some, I've had some really exciting, uh, partners matches and 
Um, it's something I just <laughs> I've never realized how patriotic I am until I got hmm. on a Solheim Cup team. It was it's a really cool experience. Like my whole office is like USA Power Ranger themed. It's kind of <laughs> weird, <laughs> creepy and weird at the same time. Well, we all yeah. got to have that thing that keeps us going. Yeah, true. Yeah. Do you wish that there were more team team play match play events for you in the year other than the, yeah. the handful? Yeah, I think. Well, we just have, you know, we have Solheim Cup. We have. I wish, I wish the Olympics were a team Yo, format. Yes, Seriously, so cool. a mixed a mixed, mixed team, team format. format. Yes, we need a mixed team yes. event. Like it's damn. Time. It would be so. It's, cool it's been time for that to do it's that. You know, we're seeing a little bit here and there. Uh, with like our regulars, we only have one regular season team format, um, but that's still not a match play setting. Mm-hmm. It's you have to fi- you have to finish out, and it's kind of weird. Um, uh, so yeah, it'd be pretty cool to to have more of these to team up mm-hmm. with the guys. Yeah, Love and I, I think it would just elevate golf in general. Obviously, like it would elevate women's golf, but. Um, just to combine the two tours and and showcase like how hard one how hard it is yeah. to yeah. to perform under these conditions um, and to uh, kind of go head to head with another pair that'd be super cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Literally the best golfers from your country mm-hmm. against yeah. theirs. Mm-hmm. Period. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. All boats rise with I the tide. Us versus them. Yeah. yeah, we need that. We've been needed so. that. If if you could be paired mm-hmm. with one player from the men's side, who would you want to be paired with? Who do you think your game would match up well with and personality? Mm. Ooh, it's a tough one. Um, I thought about this. Um, You're like Tiger. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's going to say Tiger. I will say Xander Shoffley. Ooh. Yeah. Nice. Love that. Another SoCal. SoCal, yeah. SoCal guy. Also, I would love to play with Tony Fino. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Super chill, but he's also super competitive and um just I love his attitude. Yeah. Obviously, like I love his game and things like that, but more so um his attitude and Xander, just the types of shots um he could he could make and such a mm-hmm. great putter too. Um, feel like I'm a decent putter, so maybe we could just, you know, drop bombs here and there and, and, uh, you know, take, take some teams down. So that would be pretty cool. I like that. that. Yeah. That's Love great. Tony's team, unlocked something lately too. So we gotta make it yeah, happen. I mean, he's, he's ready to go. Yeah, true. Yeah. He's I know he's on. like on this winning streak, so I need a, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I, I don't know how the three of us can help make a mixed <laughs> event happen, but I vow to you. <laughs> <laughs> that we will do everything within our the realm of possibility. We're going to do everything that we can to make that happen because the world needs to see that happen. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yesterday. Well, you guys need to be on site if it happens. When and if oh, it it'll happens. be on site in in more ways than one with the uh, yeah <laughs> with the tournament. Yeah. 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 We will definitely yeah. be on site when that happens. Cool. It starts with being your security detail. So yeah. <laughs> yeah just, yes. just need a couple badges. My team's boys. all set up. We're ready to go. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get you guys your credentials. Do Let's not go. mess with Lizette Salas this week, they said. <laughs> yeah. We don't we don't even have to watch you swing a club. We'll be on they, the range facing out. Yeah. Yeah. 
<laughs> Ear, earpieces yeah. in, microphones at the ready. Yeah. 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 Sun, Keep sunglasses like on. I like Keep it walking. already. Keep walking. <laughs> Keep walking. Don't even look. Don't even look over <laughs> here. <laughs> well, Lizette, this has been really fun and challenging and enlightening. Thank you for your time. Yes, thank you. Of course. Anytime. This has been really fun. Thanks for reaching out. And this is a super fun. I didn't even feel like it was an interview. It was just a it wasn't. nice little conversation, which is very refreshing. We can start recording now, yeah. actually. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, shit. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is super cool. And I think more more people need to talk about like this type of topics. You know, it's uh, golf is more mental. And, you know, the fact you guys are, are – uh, bringing this to life and talking about it. It's a, it's a really cool thing. So appreciate what you guys do. And, and thanks for having me on. Thank you. Thank you. Well, we'll look forward to seeing you <laughs> at some point along the way. Yeah. yeah. And maybe we'll get in a hit and giggle of our own. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> I'll get, Oh, Bradford yeah. has his playlist. So I'll just bring the tequila. Oh, How's that? Done. Took the words out of our mouth. <laughs> my, my golf clubs are right behind me. Let's uh, I'll put them back in the bag. Let's go. Let's roll. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's ready. Mine are, mine are still in the travel bag. So, oops. <laughs> I practice today. <laughs> <laughs>